Welcome to the Marvel Evolution Show with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. Good to see you, lads. Good to see you. A little bit earlier than normal this week. Uh, Jarian, I understand you're going away on holiday. Yep. Family vacation. First one in a long time. So sorry to move days, but it's long overdue. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. How, how inconsiderate that you have to put everybody out by going on holiday. <laughs> um, oh, that's brilliant, mate. That's brilliant. Whereabouts are you going? We are going to the Gulf Shores in Alabama. Ooh. So. That sounds interesting. Have you ever been there before? I've been to Alabama before, um, but not to the Gulf Shores that I can remember. So i um, going to be down there for about a week. Um, my sister, who's stationed at an Air Force base, that we were stationed at when we were kids is stationed there now. So we're going to meet up with her, my brother-in-law and my nephew as well for a couple of days. So about 10 of us are going down for the trip. So it should be a fun time. Ah, oh, brilliant. That sounds excellent, mate. Alex, how are you with your Miss Marvel hat on? I'm doing, doing pretty good. I, I saw this hat like in the episode of Miss Marvel and I was like, man, I've got that same exact hat. Like I have to wear it during this podcast. So yeah, I think that's Jimmy's joining us. I think that's him saying lads. And then, the yep. comment here there's something on your head <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is that is jamie yeah um brilliant yeah um well we're going to get into uh miss marvel and her hat uh in a little while um but yeah i mean speaking of holidays and uh, you know I, I should mention i had the pleasure of uh meeting mr harry yesterday uh meeting monty um our um i guess regular guest host and uh, he was over in the uk over in london uh, on a trip and a little bypass trip after going to a wedding and so me and my family went into london and, and met monty and it was great it was great you know it was funny on the way there my sons kept asking me questions they were like you know how old is monty and what does he do for a living and where does he live and blah blah blah, blah. and they kept asking me all these personal questions like well i know he really likes marvel <laughs> and, I, and, and so and i said to him right, this would be really interesting to see if we get on uh, what without re I mean, we barely spoke about Marvel to be totally honest. So it was great to see that we actually got on without talking about Marvel. But I think that's that's kind of um, uh, the way I, I work with my business is kind of like you know I believe I will work with people that believe what I believe, and it's the same with this. You know, like I dare say, if either any of us met in real life, we would we would get on without talking about Marvel because we work with people who are the same type of people you know and yes okay we speak about our common ground being marvel but actually we're probably quite you know we'd get on really well in real life anyway without marvel you know so um but it was great to meet monty and uh, uh I'm, I'm, that's one off my list i sort of want to go around and meet loads of people now it's like brilliant i want to just meet up with everybody <laughs> Maybe well, we should have a group meeting. Go on, Alex. Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, you can always use this as an excuse to travel, right? Like, yeah. you can be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, oh, we got to go meet other people. I mean, we need to go do some traveling, you know? Like, so I'm going to start inviting people from really like exotic locations to the group. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that was, uh, that was fantastic. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, guys, you know, anybody that's listening, drop your theories, drop your comments uh, on on anything that we're talking about. Um, I do want to, I do want to show something off before we start talking about the MCU because uh, it's it's well worth it. Um, 
but uh, I went I went to the to the store the other day to to buy one Funko. It wasn't for me. I was buying a present, one Funko, and I came out spending like ninety pounds on different things. <laughs> so it was a bit of a nightmare, really, because I was sort of like, I need to leave now, otherwise I'm going to keep spending money. <laughs> uh, but I bought um I bought a a, a Deadpool a Deadpool Funko. He's thumbs nice. up. Fun- <laughs> He's I like little- that one. Well, my, my wife loves the Deadpool Funkos. There's a couple in the background. You might be able to see them. And mm-hmm. uh, she saw that one. She said, oh, I really like him. I was like, I'll go on and I'll buy him that one. And then just as I was about to leave, I saw this hiding on the top shelf. And it's That's the... such an awesome Civil War yeah. set. How good is that? The Spider-Man with the, with the shield and the Hawkeye. The Hawkeye was what made me go, I'm buying that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just incredible so yeah i'm looking forward to that and then we was just walking out the door and one of our favorite games i don't know if you've ever heard of dobble you ever heard of dobble before either of you two card game called dobble i think so they've got marvel dobble right so what this game is look if you can see on the video can you see it's got like little faces and then there's like molyneux up there and then there's loki's scepter there it's basically like snap yeah but with these cards so each card has got different pictures printed on it and there's every card has got one picture that's the same so you you pull over the card and then whoever shouts out the thing gets to take the card and it's like uh you know whoever gets the most cards at the end wins but dobble is our favorite game and there was a marvel dobble my wife went that is marvel dobble i was like for god's sake i need to leave this shop (laughs) 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 man they put all that stuff right by the door to get you don't they (laughs) right before you leave they did that that game that dobble was behind the till (laughs) (laughs) i better have that then yeah let's go but uh yeah brilliant so uh that was great um here's a comment from the from the chat you know that's so awesome i was so happy when i saw you guys got to meet up with the group so yeah i saw both you and barb got to meet up with monty and that's really great to see that yeah yeah that's brenda there so hi brenda how you doing roxy's on um nice to see you guys uh tuning in uh but yeah so that's that's what i've been buying and i mean you know alex you've had that hat forever so miss marvel copied you yeah yeah you know but, but um, you know. have you bought any bought any new stuff we've got any new collectibles or what are you reading anything interesting at the minute um i actually just ordered uh some peacemaker funkos but i mean that's not really uh marvel it's dc you know um but uh but yeah so i've got like pretty much all those like on the way now i believe um but other than that um i read a little bit of some miss marvel stuff recently um just kind of getting my feet wet i'm trying to trying to like read it i guess like because i don't know much about miss marvel you know so i'm trying to read it with the show that way i'm kind of going at the same speed of like getting to to know the character almost at the same rate i guess if that makes sense so it is that is exactly what i'm doing yeah Um, so you're reading no normal yeah well i'm not there yet so like i so basically what i did was i started with the the captain marvel stuff where she gets like slowly introduced and so (laughs) i think there's like a it's like 17 issues or something like that where she pops up like twice so like i read through that um and that's where you get the like the kind of soft introduction where you don't really see her but you see her you know like she's like facing the opposite direction in the panel kind of type deal and they're you know like kind of like hinting that she's coming and she's coming and she's coming and so now i think um like i'm in 
like the first few issues of Miss Marvel or something like that. Like, so I'm pretty early on. But are you reading like the, the original run, like the when they yeah. first introduced her? Yeah. Have you noticed the parallels there? There's a lot of yeah. parallels between that initial run and what we've seen so far. Like it's that's insane. that's that yep. scene with the I think the vodka. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah talking about yeah, yeah, party. yeah, 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 yeah. That was like almost like right out of the panel. Yeah, you know. There's loads so. of those as well. I've ju- I've just read the bit in the mosque where they're they're going for their prayer and where they say we can't see you and it's literally yep. in the partition. Book. It's exactly yep. the same words. It's mm-hmm. it is like it's quite spooky actually, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I've ever seen so many close parallels between a movie and the, the or, or a movie or, the t- or a TV show and and a comic. It is it's weird. It really is weird. But anyway, um, let's not talk too much about Miss Marvel because uh, we've got a little bit of news before we start jarring. Yeah, so we got some, not as much as last week, so we should be able to get through this faster today unless we have a lot of conversation. But um, into the Spider-Verse sequel, we know what the villain is going to be. So the villain is going to be Meet the Spot. And the tweet was Meet the Spot, so the Spot's the villain. And it said Miles Morales, most formidable foe yet. And he's going to be voiced by Jason Schwartzman. So I don't know anything about the spot. He can like, you know, basically like do like dimensions and open holes and that kind of stuff. There's even some right. stuff where I think I believe from very correctly, Miles goes to punch him. He opens a hole and he ends up punching himself. Um, <laughs> so it's almost like portals kind of like Dr. Strange opens a little bit, but he can, you know, travel the, multi- you know, it's almost like that, but he can travel the multiverse, that kind of stuff. So it's an interesting one, especially since the theme of the, or the name of this uh, sequel is across the spider verse. It kind of fits in there. It's kind of like that girl from Incredibles, the second movie. Yep. The one that opens little portals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone mm-hmm. goes, he's a ridiculous villain. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that, that's the sequel for that. Um, other Spider-Man news, um, Spider-Man is starting to arrive on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Um, it will start coming to Disney+, Plus UK, on June 17th. Um, so you're starting to see Spider-Man content trickle on Disney+. Plus. Um, other content coming is the Incredible Hulk, who's also been absent from Disney Plus, is coming as well um, in Japan on June 17th. So I almost uh, want—I almost wonder if Disney's getting back the rights to Hulk with these things reverting over Disney Plus now. Um, other things that are coming over into the Spider Verse and Venom also coming over to Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Um, the Venom sequel will not be on Disney Plus yet. Because Sony has um, a first look deal with Net, or I'm sorry, Netflix has a first look deal with Sony, so the Venom, let there be carnage, will go to Netflix first before it eventually trickles over to Disney Plus. Hmm. Okay, so I wonder if that'll change in the future. I wonder. I if think it will. Yeah. yeah, that'll probably end up with everything probably just going straight to Disney Plus for them. I would assume. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure once that deal expires, or if Marvel works, you know, buys them out. Because remember, Marvel did buy out the Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Marvel show, so I wonder if Marvel will buy that deal out with Sony, or just wait for it to expire. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that as well that, that that this means that there's some smoother relationships between th- these other studios that own the rights to these other characters, which should hopefully see some more collaboration. Yep, uh, or some closer collaboration. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, so it benefits that both parties. Yeah, well, of course it does, and um, I mean, I think that if they've proved that with the the Spider Man movies, that mm-hmm. uh, the ones that are set in the MCU, uh, that it can be done. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Thor Love and Thunder. So Taka Watiti on Christian Bale. I'd say he's the most sympathetic villain they've had. He's also tested the highest out of any villain that Marvel's had. Hmm. Um, he later joked, yes, he's a great actor, and the only thing he's done is this uh, film called Empire of the Sun, and that was his last job. He was 11. Uh, it's been an incredible journey for him just to kind of help sort of re-kickstart his career. Um, also, too, uh, Thor Love and Thunder was quickly approved after Ragnarok. This, this is interesting. Uh, according to Watizi, we got this greenlit over dinner when Ragnarok came out. We pulled into a few cinemas around town and then went to dinner and started talking through ideas with Kevin and the rest of Marvel. So, wow. yeah. And remember that Thor or Chris Himesworth was not happy after the Dark World. And it seems like Ragnarok also like revitalized his, his wanting to stay with Marvel because he was kind of not happy after uh, the Dark World. So it's good to see that. As soon as Ragnarok came out, they were already spinning wheels going to Love and Thunder. We've, a lot um, of people weren't happy after Dark World, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've spoken about a sympathetic villain before, haven't we? Mm-hmm. We've spoken about that theme of having a, a villain who, who you can sympathize with. And, um, uh, you know, I think that Christian Bale could probably pull off that kind of insane villain who you still kind of sympathize with but on the other hand he's actually very very evil as well um and just relentless so this is going to be really interesting his character seems like a bit of a a crazy unhinged from what we've seen so far the so many images we've seen and the sort of short clips seems like that crazy unhinged type of person so hopefully they can follow that through what are you laughing about go on that that one shot of the face where he's like that crazy unhinged yeah. look but I, I i do love the yellow eyes though they yes. really like i feel like they just really show like I, I i guess like they emote almost for his character you know like they show the like you should be afraid of this this person you know especially when you like look and it's everything's just all black and white and then you just see only the yellow eyes that's the only color that you see in the screen Mm, yeah i've uh i've got my tickets i've got my tickets i've booked them for the saturday i couldn't get them for the opening night i'm working unfortunately and i can't get out of it but um uh, the good thing the good side to that the plus side to that is that i'm going in, to see it in imax which i missed nice. out on uh multiverse of madness and imax which was i think was a mistake after watching multiverse madness i was like damn it i should have held out to the imax for that but um yeah i was not going to make that same mistake again so uh, yeah imax IMAX for me on the Saturday. So, yeah, can't wait for that one. That's uh, three weeks on Saturday. So, yeah, you have to see it in IMAX. Yeah, yeah I, I want to, but it, but if I do, I, my son won't go to the IMAX place that we have here, that huge screen, because they don't serve ICs. And so, oh. we, we went and saw uh, Multiverse of Madness, and he was not happy uh, because they didn't have ICs. I'm like, dude, I'll get you an IC afterward, but he has to have his IC and his popcorn. So, I'll can you go see? Yeah, I, I know. Either I have to smuggle it in, or off to go to our local theater here up the street, see it like in 3D or, or in D box, wherever that stuff they do is there, and then probably go see it a second time either by myself or with my wife um, at, at the big screen, the biggest screen, in the region that we have here in IMAX. So. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, we we sort of got spoiled, haven't we? Now, because now when, once you see a movie in IMAX, it's like can't really go back to a standard yeah. screen. You know, for me, it's the sound. It's the yep. sound. From, the sound is just incredible in IMAX. See us here. We yeah. have those. We have those audio things. I think you're cutting out, Alex, for a second. Hello. Yeah, but I'll, I'll finish the thought and see if you come back. 
Um, but here, um, we have like the audio stuff in the regular theater, and it shakes and rumbles. So the audio is pretty good. And they, and here they combine that with three D in our local theater here, which is pretty cool. Um, mm. But yeah, the um, uh, but the audio in IMAX is really good too as well. I think we yeah. just lost Alex. Uh, hopefully, he'll come back on in a minute. Yep. I'll, it's I'll not me today. It's not me today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, to be fair, you're the important one, Joe, because if yeah. you're not here, then we're not here. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying Alex isn't important. I hope he doesn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully, uh, he comes back here. But in the meantime, yeah, um, strike now that he's heard me say that. Um, we'll see if he comes yeah, back. Go. Look, he's, gone, yeah. he's gone completely now. Uh, carry on, Joe. Where, where were we at? Yeah, other rock, uh, Love and Thunder news on July 7th, select theaters are hosting an eight hour movie marathon by Marvel Studios titled Marvel Goats Marathon Greatest of All <laughs> Thor. The fourth the marath- the four film marathon will include Thor, Thor the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok, and then we'll conclude with an early showing of Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, for those doing the math, that's 476 minutes of screen time centered around the God of Thunder. So wow. yeah. Do you know you know what I'm really looking forward to? Just talking when you was t- talking there, I was kind of hoping not that I'm gonna go and see that marathon, to be totally <laughs> honest. I don't I don't think I could do it, but um that they would uh, throw in some sort of montage maybe of um infinity war and an end game uh, yep. so and that got me thinking i can't wait for the legends for thor yes on disney plus how good is that going to be like the the um hawkeye one was brilliant as well that they brought out so because obviously we're talking about characters that have been around since the, the beginning pretty much yep um so yeah the thor legends episode is going to be fantastic i'm really looking forward to that because um be, I think it'd be quite emotional as well, watching his journey and all the things that he's been through. You know, he's lost all his family, all his, you know, his friends, and he's lost Stark and he's lost Steve. And, you know, um, it's going to be really interesting seeing that episode. But, uh, yeah, that's a, a lot of a lot of thought to do that in a marathon. I'm not sure I've got the stamina for that one. <laughs> yeah, you probably could take a break during the Dark World and come back. And watch yeah. Ragnarok and then Love and Thunder. And, and he is the only one to, to get four solo films right yes we're getting captain america four but chris evans is only in three of them um mm. as the star so thor is the only one to get four solo films too so yeah yeah um yeah. talking about for uh, uh, dark world though and while we're talking about love and thunder um should we go on oh is he back let's wait for him to come back sorry about that my internet just dropped for some reason i'm not sure why you're fine no worries no worries you're back um we was just we was just talking about there's a, a Thor movie marathon and um, I was saying about how I'm really looking forward to the Thor Legends episode on Disney Plus. I think that'd be excellent. Um, but I was just about to bring up because we said oh we could probably miss out Dark World like we was joking about earlier. But um, you know obviously with Jane coming back in in uh, Love and Thunder, is he, Dark World going to become a little bit more relevant? You know, is that you know that she was in, that was the last movie she was really in wasn't it um yeah so um is that gonna be uh more important to go back to you know we're gonna have to draw back on that movie to see a little bit of her history yep. yeah there's and her there's her oh go ahead alex i was just gonna say and the funniest part too is is with the first movie and then dark world and this movie this is kind of like her version of a trilogy almost yep. you know what i'm saying like this is her third movie so like with that being said it makes me wonder will this be her one and done movie where she comes in as mighty thor then is done by the end of this movie you know if she has cancer or yep. or, or whatever or um maybe we have her for some prolonged point in the future yeah, I'm interested to see 
what the effects of her having the ether in her play into this movie as well. So there is some relevance there, and that's a great point. Um, Roxy goes, she's so excited for Christian Bale as Gore. I just, yeah, I can't, I can't agree more. I, I love Christian Bale's roles, you know, from The Machinist to American Psycho. He's played some really great roles, and just the, the way he gets into character. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, the rating um, it has been officially rated PG-13 due to intense sequence of sci-fi violence in action, language, some aggressive material, and partial nudity. This marks the first time that an MCU project has been rated as such due to partial nudity. Based on the trailer, Himes was blurred out behind could be the culprit of such rating. So, that's interesting. Did you, see, did you see the um, that concept Funko? Of him naked. Oh, and he's little, no. have, you, have you not seen it? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to try and find it and post it to the group. There's a concept Funko of him, you know, that scene. But his bum, he's still blurred out. So there's like little squares on his bum, like actual <laughs> squares on the Funko. That is brilliant. I'll find it and I'll post it after the show. After the show. It's, it's well worth seeing. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? I guess they've got to do it. They've got rules to stick by and they have to, you know, there's partial in there. It has to be said that. That is what it is. Did we not see any partial nudity in Eternals? Hulk, with Hulk's butt. Ragnarok. Hulk. Yeah, we saw Hulk's butt in yeah, Ragnarok, but no, we didn't really see any, any nudity in Eternals. There was that love scene, but you really didn't see anything. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, Crazy Rich Asians and the Prince actor Nico Santos has joined the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, he was the black sheep of the family in Crazy Rich Agents, the one that helped with um, the girlfriend and the friend with all the clothes and that kind of stuff who befriended her. Um, so he's joined the cast. Um, these um, maybe reshoots, these could be voice actors, we don't know. Um, and we still don't know who the, the surprise actor that hasn't been announced yet is. You know, we've added three actors now to the cast, but we still don't know who the surprise actor was that James Gunn was talking about, and hopefully we'll find out soon. Yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know the guy you're talking about, so I can't comment. I don't know uh, much about him. So um, I think he's also like in Superstore or something too, if I remember correctly. Sorry, oh. I just popped in my head. Um, Asian glasses. Oh, um, I know the guy. Yeah, I, know yeah, the guy. I, know, I think he's in Superstore. Yeah. If he's in Superstore, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I, st I still don't really have a clue who he could play, but yeah, I do know. Yeah. Who he now. <laughs> Um, the Marvels um, reshoots are happening in August. So Samuel Jackson, um, he said that he'll be turning to London for reshoots on the Marvels and more work on Secret Invasion. Um, and the more that I think about it, I think Miss Marvel, the Marvels and Secret Invasion will all have some tie together. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about that later on. But I'm still, you know, that, that one statement after the closing credits scene about we haven't seen these powers before. I can't stop thinking the scrolls. Um, Anyways, uh, we're by night. Uh, so Michael Giacchino, the director, um, he said, I've been having a blast. It's an incredibly challenging process. I love it. I have every day. I've been having fun working on it. We're in the middle of it, and hopefully very soon we'll share a lot more about it. Yeah, but there's not much I can say other than I'm having a good time and I'm working on something I love. So, I mean, that's a win-win right there. Um, so this has not been officially acknowledged by Marvel yet either, um, but we know what's happening. Um, so hopefully Disney Plus Day or San Diego Comic-Con, which there's been mixed reports of if Marvel will or not be at San Diego Comic-Con and keep happening. But we definitely know D23 is in September, and so we should get something by then. Mm -hmm. 
oh, chat here about um, Cosmo voice, although he's meant to be Russian, though. So, mm-hmm. for the uh, Cosmo, the, the yeah. dog, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, other news, so I'm almost done here. Uh, I think I got two more things before I get into this Marvel news. Uh, first one of the final news pieces, Ironheart. Manny Montana is cast in this series as a regular. He's uh, he's the villain kind of on Good Girls. He's also been in Westworld. Um, and we know there's been chatter of the hood, uh, Zeke Stain, or could he be another villain? But it, it sounds like he's coming in the series for possibly to be a villain. Um, we have him and the other per, uh, was uh, Ramirez or the other actor that they cast, the younger uh, guy. I can't remember his name, but I wonder if they're going to be you know together and working on something or what. But that's interesting. They add to that cast. Um, Venom three. Um, Tom Hardy via Instagram has teased that Venom three as the last dance. So I wonder if the the third film in the trilogy will be him wrapping it up and then moving on, um, or they're just going to finish this story and focus more on. Venom and crossovers. I know there's been chatter about Venom and Spider-Man meeting up at some point in a film, so that's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm thinking. I'm wondering whether they go down the route of of having the King in Black storyline, yeah, be a way of merging Venom with Spider-Man and with the Avengers, and having the King in Black storyline because the King in Black storyline was very much a Venom story, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. obviously that was in the books. I've got a feeling they might use that as a way to make it won't be a venom story it'll just be an everyone story but venom will obviously be have a, have a sort of a key role maybe a larger role for obvious reasons but um yeah but obviously way down the line we're not talking it soon but yeah. um you know we've gore showing up that's that's that link to null again but yeah i'm thinking maybe they'll use that so like you said it might be the last venom solo movie but that might not necessarily mean the last of, of venom and I, I wouldn't mind seeing tom hardy as carrot come over into the mcu He's, you know i watched let there be carnage and while it wasn't great you know he's quite entertaining and you know i don't mind it i like the i like the visuals that they use on him i think it's really good so i just hope that they don't kill him in the third movie i hope they don't kill tom hardy off and then have the symbiote venom go on to somebody else like i mean they could do like they could have the symbiote go to like flash thompson he could be like agent venom or something but like i don't really want that in the mcu right now you know what i'm saying like it 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 would seem like i mean if they actually use flash thompson in the mcu he's so young now he's like going off to college you know like that would make really not a lot of sense so that's something that you need to do way down the road yeah, and that was my thinking too about Flash Thompson and Agent Venom because remember that piece of symbiote got left over when when uh, uh, Eddie Brock and Venom went back over to their universe at the end of uh, No Way Home. So mm-hmm. how's that going to tie into things too? That piece of um, symbiote that got left over in the MCU. So yeah, that was that that was left intentionally, wasn't it? It's an yep. intentional little sort of um, little Easter egg there. So yeah. Um, Looks like RMC's on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, oh, the big news, though, I'll say the best for last. A Wonder Man series is being developed for Disney Plus with Shang-Chi director director Daniel Destin Cretton. Um, It may be playing as a Hollywood satire because, you know, he's a stuntman, that kind of stuff. Mm. And we know that Daniel Destin Cretton did sign on for additional stuff. We just didn't know what. Well, the news is trickling out that his next one of his projects that he's working on besides Shang-Chi is going to be Wonder Man. That, that came out right before we started today streaming. Yeah, that could be a really interesting genre that uh, uh, 
type of movie that they go into mm. there. I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Wonder Man's a, an interesting character and an mm. interesting superhero as well. Yeah. And he's got a lot of um, lot of links, hasn't he, with a lot of different people, with uh, Vision and with, yep. um, you know... Um, His brother is the Grim Reaper. Reaper, yep. There was yeah. a piece of that yes. in WandaVision oh, too. I, yeah. I, I, of his name as well yeah uh, yeah the grim reaper so there's loads of links there isn't there so um and and as you say joe yeah a hollywood satire could be yeah that could be really cool yeah so keep eye on that one to come out and then twitching gears and miss marvel the only piece of miss marvel news i have is that the first two episodes will be released tomorrow in theatrical format in pakistan because there's no disney plus in pakistan so basically they're doing three events of the six episode series um of theatrical releases in pakistan uh looks like we have a comment here about wonder man would love nathan fillion this, this must be jamie um <laughs> would, would love nathan fillion to finally get uh, to appear as them yep i agree yeah that would be cool that would be yeah. cool um you know what i was just thinking about what you said there about the miss marvel the two episodes being released and i'm trying to think of how it would feel watching those two episodes back to back as a movie basically because that's what it is isn't it it would be an yeah. hour and 20 minutes it'd be a sort of two hour or nearly a two hour um a two-hour movie and uh and i think that they those two episodes would flow together really nicely actually in in one sitting yep um i think we've kind of this is those first two episodes are very much like right this is what has happened the next two are going to be this is what's going to happen and then the last two are going to be now it's happening yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? um so yeah are, are we allowed to go into miss marvel a little yes, bit yes we are are we, al are we allowed well i just i wanted to make sure we had no more news nope, um, that was it you, you know when i get into the, the you know the way i get into is i always do what the current uh project is that that news lasts so we can just roll into that topic mm. yeah nice go on alex you're really excited aren't you got you, you yeah. make notes well, yeah. Well, I was just going to say one thing talking about like her, her use of the powers and stuff in this episode that I really liked is you see like in a lot of these scenes, like take Iron Man when he saves that guy from the fighter jet scene. Like even though it goes horribly wrong, it just ends up working out well, like really well yep. in the beginning. And mm -hmm. this second episode, you see her use her powers and it's like she is not like she's not like getting the hang of it she's struggling like she thinks she saved somebody then like then he's not actually saved and she's still struggling with that again and then he falls and she does save him and, and it's like it's very clumsy is is what that i'm saying it. yeah do you remember that show the greatest american hero it was kind of like in the late 70s it. early 80s i think where he was a super he had powers but he was absolutely clumsy and terrible at using them i've seen you know? that, yeah like every yeah. time he landed he crashed basically <laughs> you know when he flew it, it kind of has you know in a good way it, it kind of has that feeling because she's uh it's a date she's the youngest superhero in the mcu now mm -hmm. um and it, it kind of is that awkwardness that acceptance thing the whole identity and her trying to learn that too as well so that's still playing a theme throughout the series mm -hmm. yeah. i did like the the whole like running across rooftops and yep. making the little panels and just walking right across and stuff yeah. that, that that was a great very different than like how like in i guess like in the game and comics and everything she stretches across almost you know and like grabs and, and steps over and stuff so and, and speaking yeah. of her powers and stuff oh, go ahead andy no, I was going to say I really like that as well. And um, there was a couple of moments in in this episode 
that reminded me or were little callbacks to scenes that we've seen in the past. So this one was um, the, the running, the, the steps, was a mm -hmm. bit of a callback to the um, Star-Lord running on Doctor Strange's, oh, yeah. um, you know, on, magic on things yeah. on Titan. Yeah. And, uh, and there was the obvious one. I, if, if anyone's missed this, you know, get out. You're out. Um, the, um, and, and obviously she didn't know. She didn't know it was a callback. It wasn't obvious to her, but it should have been to us, was the um, when she was hanging, when Bruno was holding her. And she said, just let me go. Let me go. And it, yep. was, it, was, um, it was Black Widow and Hawkeye. On yep, Vorm. On yeah, and it was really, it was very throwaway almost. And then, and then I thought, oh yeah, ha ha ha, she's done that as a joke. But then you, when you think about it, she wouldn't know about that. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's actually just a nice little sort of coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, but it's clearly done, put in there as a little sort of nod to that moment. And I thought that was really clever, actually. Mm -hmm. and, and then back to what you're saying about the powers, Alex. We did see some beginning in this episode, right? Yeah. You saw her with the hand and the fist when her and Bruno are in the uh, somewhere in school, like in some theater area. Mm -hmm. And then you saw it again when she tried to catch the kid falling. You saw her stretch. You saw her mm -hmm. hand get big. She really missed him, but you kind of saw a little bit in beginning there. Mm -hmm. I love the way in, in so in the books as well, and, and this this carries over quite nicely to to the, to the show where she she hasn't got the the strength to like lift her hand, her big hand. She like can't move her big hand. Her hand gets big, and she's like dragging it along behind her, you know. And it's the same with this. Like she made the big hand and the big hand. She's like, oh, I obviously haven't got super strength then, you know. Um, but yeah, she's um yeah she's great, and I mean she's a typical sixteen year old though, isn't she? She's learning how to use skills and yep. making mistakes and but obviously when she makes a mistake someone like she tried to save the, the lad or she did save the lad but you know she made a mistake and lost concentration which a lot of 16 year olds do they haven't got the concentration to to, to stay focused um when a superhero makes a mistake someone can die yep. but when you're a 16 year old and if you're playing on a sports team and you make a mistake it's not the end of the world is it um but uh yeah it, it's um I, I i find that whole dynamic really interesting i mean i've got a 16 year old of my own um he's a boy but still uh you know similar I, parallel, parallels here i i think the 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 actual band itself is really something important too to point out here because they talk about like it her powers were activated too like it's and so it almost seems like if you separate her in the band she might still be able to use her powers. I think she will be. Yeah, and I can't remember, but that scene where she, like, has, like, the embiggening of her nose happen, and then, like, has, like, her hand start to glow and everything like that, that, that in my opinion, was almost, like, her abilities, like, seeping out. Like, she almost has to use her abilities to not make them, like, appear. Like, yeah. it's almost like she's, like, so potent with this, like, hard light, I guess you can say, as they call it, that, uh, like, it's just, it's going to, if she doesn't use it, it's going to start appearing kind of type thing. Yeah, because mm. if you notice when her, her and Bruno were training on the, on the roof, or not on the roof, but when he was getting the, the, the food and they're looking at his tablet, he goes, the powers come from within, not from the bangle. So mm -hmm. I definitely think that bangle is the parallel for the Terrigen Mist to activate her powers. Mm -hmm. I almost wonder too that if she can take that off, if she, you know, I, I I'm going to assume she'll still have the powers. Which makes me think that instead of her being uh, inhuman, because we know there's no inhumans in here in the MCU, um, besides what we saw with Multiverse of Madness, that her powers are probably Dijin powers, probably. Um, and I wonder if the replacement for Inhumans will be that 
she has some kind of Cree ancestry in yeah. her. Um, so, so I think linking yeah. linking everything and what you what we brought up earlier, um, and the Marvels and Secret Invasion and the damage control people and all of this, um, and all of the little theories that we've heard, it it's it's looking like what could possibly happen is the damage control guys, maybe not all of them, but certainly those two, um, the the two. Uh, sort of detectives as such, they're scrolls and they're yep. searching for powers. Um, and she's got some sort of Cree lineage in her. The the um, and we'll get into the family background in a moment because I think that's really interesting as well. Mm -hmm. um, but she's got some sort of Cree lineage in her, and and they're they're sort of studying ancient Crees for their power. Yep. Um, so I, yeah, I think that that's more than likely um, and a very reasonable theory to be totally honest and speaking of damage control do you also notice they had stark drones those drones that yeah. were chasing her those are stark mm -hmm. drones from far from home so mm -hmm. you know interesting there they're, which, they're using them aren't they which mm -hmm. i also think that this series might kind of tie into she hulk too because you know we see that that they've got the superhuman law division coming about in she hulk i would imagine that probably works on the opposite side of the dodc you, you know um yeah. so like they might have like a little bit of a connection here all that may be informal but y you see what i'm saying like mm, yeah you've got to have two sides to the coin you've got to have people that are going to fight for the superheroes and you've got to have people that are going to sort of prosecute them as such yep. it's like internal affairs and then a union yeah exactly uh, that looks like what they're sort of trying to develop the damage control is internal affairs um they're sort of tied to the sokovia records so somehow maybe and then you've got the uh, what's the law firm it's like four names isn't it that she works for yeah oh yeah i can't remember, I can't, I can't remember what it is it's four four names um but yeah they're they're the kind of fight in the corner of the superheroes um yeah no that's 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 a good shout alex and um, so going into the family history oh, before we get the real quick do you want to oh, get into some other call outs from this episode um yeah, yeah, so we have on, things yeah. like illuminantes she calls yeah. them one fair Moss Bro, so we have more bros now in the MCU. Moss um, Bros, that was hilarious. And yeah, <laughs> and then another Ant Man thing, like where her power is Ant Man like, budget Captain Marvel, um, as Guardian Dreamlight to Thor. And then Alex, you mentioned Hardlight, wasn't Hardlight X Men th uh, thing from their training, like the fake training thing? They would they'd attack and fight, wasn't that called Hardlight as well? I thought, I think, I think that's right, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing, too, is the Black Widow poser. She also mm -hmm. did too yeah. on the roof. So the super landing, yeah, yeah, just some interesting things there about some ties, other and, things, and some callouts there. And the Kingo thing too. They talk about oh, yeah. the different generations of Kingo. Yep, uh, I had that in my notes here too. Basically, that's our first Eternals reference in the MCU outside the Eternals. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, wait a minute. Pardon. <laughs> I must have missed that. What did they say? <laughs> so when they're talking, when her and Cameron are talking, uh, first when, when they leave the party, they're talking about Bollywood. And they talk about Bollywood more when they have lunch, and they mention Kingo Senior. Um, oh. In that Kamala's mom has a crush on Kingo, mm. um, and so basically, are they not aware of Eternals yet in the MCU? They just know of, the, of Kingo, but we have that first reference, and I that also got me thinking: funny. is could that uh, is something else more there? Could that bangle be an Eternals artifact? Possibly also, you know, if it's not Kree related, could it be uh, Eternals related uh, thing? Mm. You is know, it, could it, it related to the rings, the ten rings, or that that too as well? It, it could be on that side. It's interesting to see, you know, where that comes from. 
because mm-hmm. in the comics that Bengal wasn't was a family artifact, but it had no powers. It was just a family artifact. Right. It was nothing tied to power. So yeah, with the Kingo thing, I had that in my notes higher. Thanks for calling that out because I almost <laughs> forgot that. But yeah, that's, that's a really the good first reference. Yeah, I mean, I heard there was obviously lots of lots of um, dialogue in those scenes when they mm-hmm. was in the car and and things like that. To be totally honest, my, my television isn't the greatest with sound. We have to attach our, our speaker to it, and to be honest, I didn't bother. So um, sometimes you, you hear uh, you don't hear everything clearly. Uh, glad you pointed that out. I'm going to go back to and listen to that bit because um, I'd like to see that. Um, but yeah, so family, the family, yeah, the family lineage. So really interesting, and I think it was that little conversation that she was having with the Illuminati's Lumen aunties. Yep, yeah. There you go. Was more, was more important than we think, uh, you know, they were saying that the, the grandmother had had an affair and then two affairs and then she actually killed somebody. Um, and what I'm thinking is, and then the mum was saying about how she shamed the family and et cetera, yep. et cetera. I'm thinking she, the grandmother had another family. Or did have an affair and had another family, and this the uh, uh, Cameron is the is is a part of her family. You know, there was even the joke in there that she would that he was her cousin. Yeah, um, and he actually is. Uh, he actually yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of mixed on that thought about is because they use different names, right? So Cameron's mother is Na- is Namja, and then her great grandmother is is Aisha or Aisha, how you say her name. So I, I'm trying to decide if they're the same person or not, but the the shame on the family during partition, the fall on the trail of stars, killing someone, having a second family, that lady I think is the substitute because we know clandestine is supposedly the villain in this series. I think Cameron's mother Namja is the actual replacement for Adam clandestine in this series. In that you know he was immortal, you know she looked the same from the visions from the backseat of the car. So I, I almost wonder if, you know, who she killed, if it's the same person or there's her people. Um, is there more than one bangle, maybe two bangles, maybe? And they have one and she has the other because I'm kind of, you know, I, I, we're going to find out soon. But it's just interesting that the, the different names and the mom shaming doesn't want to talk about it. So it's definitely interesting with that. Yeah, I was sort of thinking that maybe the, the vision was the grandmother and she was trying to sort of talk to Kamala Um but the 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 mum, Cameron's mum, is 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 just is her granddaughter, so like uh, Kamala's mum's half sister. No, oh, that could be a good idea. Yeah, half or so half someone. But yeah, and and they just look the same because they're related. That's the granddaughter. Yes. Um, so her grandmother would be her half sister then and then she'd yeah, be like it. a like a step like a half grandma to kamala's mom yeah that's it yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah so um that's kind of what i was thinking that these families got split and the other family embraced uh the bracelet and the powers yep. and their cree heritage and all those kind of things and the kamala's mum's family didn't and they forgot about it almost and just kind of ignored that history and just went on and yeah, that's yeah, that's it. They they just they both went their separate ways. One family sort of like say embraced it, the other one didn't. Um maybe the other one didn't understand it completely. Maybe they didn't maybe the grandmother was trying to do something and she sort of sacrificed herself. I don't think the grandmother's bad. I think she's good and I think she sacrificed sort of knowing her family to keep them safe. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think that's who she's trying to I think 
her grandmother's trying to speak to Kamala through that kind of those visions. Vision, yeah, yeah. And I and I, I Cameron's family are bad. I think, and they're trying to maybe get the bangle. Maybe there's two bangles, like you say, Jared. That's a good idea. Maybe they've got to kind of join them up to have ultimate power or something. I don't know. But yeah, I think that that's that's the angle that they're going down, and I think that's really interesting. I think that's really that's really that's really good. And what's interesting too is I wonder if that if uh, Namja killed the great grandmother, and the visions mm-hmm. are kind of you know ancestral plane type tie to kind of talk to her type of thing. But also yeah. too, um, Cameron's not a new character. He's from the comics, but in the comics he wasn't inhuman. Um, he wasn't inhuman. That was part of like an evil faction that were trying to to take over. Uh, humans. So um, I wonder, like I said, I think this is all clandestine for everything that's been out there and that they're, the repl- they're basically taking in humans, making them clandestine, making them Dijin powers, and they're that evil faction in that area with uh, Camran and his mother Namja. Trying yeah. to build like a little secret army almost kind of type deal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, that's here we go. Uh, from the chat though, there was a train noise. What's the train noise? In those visions, also, which the train begins with the story because she didn't make it on the train. Her, train. her, I think her dad made it on the train, but the daughter didn't, who's the great grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where they saw the trail of, of her stars. And that trail of stars could that be her on the platforms like Kamala does when mm-hmm. she was like going across the air? Similar parallels there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of that. I think we're going to see that. I think we might see it in flashbacks or in visions or when she's talking to her grandmother, her grandmother will show her the images, you know, I wonder whether that's the, like you said, that plane that she was on when she first got her powers, where she fell back and there was the purple kind of look yep. to mm-hmm. everything. Maybe that's all the people, that's her family. Mm-hmm. You no, know, that's her ancestors maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I'm really in, interested in that family history and that family heritage and how that split happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that there's something that's not being told and not being completely like revealed here. And it's obvious it's coming. Um, but it seems it's, it's almost, and the only thing I can kind of relate it to is, and I hate to say this, but it reminds me of like the assassins versus the Templars and Mm, the assassins Creed games, like almost is what is what's probably been going on. Like there's probably been like people behind the scenes fighting over things for God knows how long, you know, and yeah, they've just been going at it and the war continues. That's a really nice, um, you know parallel there that you've drawn there alex that's that's a really good point yeah like one 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 family or one side kind of they both believe the same thing but one kind of believes something slightly different and i guess actually that that is echoing um the religion the religious side of it you know because religion is really i I don't want to get into a religious debate here but obviously religion is kind of religion is religion but then there's kind of different arms of religion, isn't there? You can you can be, you know, that faith or this faith or this faith. And it's almost like this power is one thing and one family kind of thought this of it and another family thought slightly different of it. And they've, that's kind of taken them down a different route completely and they've just gone further and further apart from each other as time's gone on. And that's well, like, you know, the Templars and things like that. I also wondered too is how did her grandma get the bracelet back? Because if the grandma and the if the grandma, which at the time was a little girl, and this whole thing happened, and her father made it on the train, and the mother went off across the stars, how did her grandmother get back in possession of the bracelet? Did the mm-hmm. mother return at some point to the family, and that's where the shame comes from? 
Um, there's gotta be more there because it's interesting that her dad wants to talk about it, but her mom has wants nothing to do with it. So I almost wonder if during that whole partition thing of, of when India broke up and became Pakistan and Bangladesh and all that kind of stuff, did she end up coming back and coming back with the family? Like, did she did she meet with this other person yeah, to survive right. and have the family? But then yeah. when she was able to come back and find them, she came back because how did they get in possession of that of that mm. family artifact? Brought, brought this whole new family back with yep. her. Yeah. What if right. it, what if it was one of those things where she used the bangle or the band or whatever, and it and it actually just activated her powers, and then the the mother at that point leaves and leaves the band, and then it just stays in the family, and she still okay. has her powers. That could be it too. That's a good point. Yeah. That yeah, she activated her, and then she left it, and then one of those things like, hey, I'm going to be with this other family, but you know, here's something to remember me by. Like yeah. maybe if y'all have an inhuman one day or, or, you know, like somebody with the proper ins- genes. Yeah. Which I actually think that they may not use the term inhuman. I think they might stick with that new human thing. Um, in this, I think that would be kind of interesting from that infinity storyline where Thanos detonates the Terrigen mist. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like I-, I could totally see that happening. Like just, you know, kind of like, Oh, you keep this. And then maybe one day we'll be back for it. Kind of type deal. There's a again. It's still striking up those parallels between um, turning red. A um, little bit of a uh, little bit of Encanto as well. Actually, mm-hmm. that kind of you know, let, let, if your power's been activated yet, or they haven't been activated, or you have got powers, you haven't. Look, what you just said there, Alex, about if they have an Inhuman or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, um, it's almost like look, we know that this is in our DNA, this is in our genes, but will it? Will you have? Will you give birth to somebody that has got the ability to have the powers? You know, everyone has to kind of try the bracelet on. It's like, yes, I've got powers or no, I haven't, you know, but someone will at some point. It's it's that like latent gene thing. It's kind of like yeah. they yeah. talk about the X gene thing in, in the uh, with the mutants and in, in the X-Men movies. And I think in, in the movies, they try and like really nail it down to like it comes down through like the mother's lineage or, or something like right. that. So they're like, you know, the, the mother is where people are getting the X gene from. So we know like that's it's normally on the mother's side, the maternal side that you get that gene. So, yeah, something, maybe yeah. Some, something similar here. Maybe who knows? Yeah, also, sure. too, speaking of the family thing, I am loving the family dynamic in this story. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's 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 great. There, uh, a lot of stuff still pulled from the pages to the screen, and it reminds me of some of my in-laws as, as well. So I'm mm-hmm. loving this whole family dynamic. Yeah, it's really interesting. See, just seeing a family in mm-hmm. the MCU, we haven't really seen, you know, um, that kind of mom, dad son daughter you know siblings we've we've seen little bits of it you know with hawkeye but we're almost we're a fly on the wall in their house aren't we mm-hmm. uh, Same with yeah similar we had a little bit of yeah. it yeah but um and we have a little bit with clint as well and mm-hmm. you know obviously we've got the relationship between uh peter and and aunt may but we're, we're really involved in this family i really feel like we know this family more than we know Let's say yep. Clint's, Clint's family, for example, and I get the I get the whole point of the fact that Clint's family was supposed to be a secret. And nobody knew about it. I understand that, but my point being is that we know quite a lot about his family. Like you say, we're we're understanding their family dynamic, which is which is um, yeah, it's really interesting. And they're all quite like. I mean, the dad. How likable is the dad? Mm-hmm. He's just. I mean, we, my, my son was absolutely creasing up when he was uh, talking about the uh, when uh, Nakia was asking him and basically guilt tripping him into voting. Yes. <laughs> and then you can see his face like, 
<laughs> it's dropping. Um, oh, go on. Look what Mark's just said there. Go on, Joe. Yeah. You read. This convo was kind of blowing my mind. This is so good. I love the idea of Kamala being a sleeper agent, essentially with her powers. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, having the um, having the powers, but not knowing she's got the powers, they're just dormant in her. Um, oh, the school counselor here as well. Enjoying the school counselor a lot. Absolutely oh. terribly funny analogies. Yes. I, I was going to bring him up. I was going to say, I mean, again, I was, I was going to talk about um, Imani. Imani Villani? Is that, Imani, is that her name? Yeah. You pronounce her name? But I was going to talk about her. I'll talk about her in a minute. But yeah, the school counselor. Is he the head counselor or is he the headmaster? I don't know what he is. but He's, he is the school guidance counselor. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He's so funny. That conversation he had with Bruno was just excellent. The way that he tries to like, make an analogy, but it's only an analogy that it, it matters to him, you know. Um, that was, yeah, no, he's very, very good. And he's put his cat poster in the back, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> and Roxy's saying she, she loves Nakia and Bruno. And I just want to give a shout out to, to Dave, too, because Dave posted in the in the spoiler chat about the Caltech thing where Bruno got accepted to, all that kind of stuff, Reed Richards, other stuff. You know, other smart people have gone there, so um, it, it, it's pretty good. Mm, yeah, and um, yeah, no, for, for sure. But it, just going back to that, like we'd wrap the conversation up in a second. Um, yeah, the the girl who plays um, Kamala Imani Velani is superb. Mm -hmm. She's absolutely superb. I think she's just what an absolute talent she is. She's killing mm -hmm. it. You know, and absolutely. they said, yeah. And they, they said that she's a fangirl in real life, just like Kamala is in, in Marvel and the MCU. And that that's how one of the things that attract them, because they I guess she opened her closet up and had just had tons of stuff out there. And, you know, the way that she goes back and forth with, with Kevin Feige about the the multiverse designation and about uh, um, what's his um, black bolts and other things, too. You know, I'm just loving it. If you watch that, uh, a fan's guide to Miss Marvel yep. on Disney Plus, they actually show. I think when she was like a lot younger, she went to like a thrift store and got a bunch of like stuff, like a blue dress and stuff, mm -hmm. made her own Miss Marvel costume. It's yep. actually a pretty good cosplay. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, like it's pretty spot on. And I was looking at, it, I was like, wow, like that's actually pretty good. And it reminds me of like the classic Loki costume. Like it's kind of like in that style, or it's kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? Where it's 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 kind of cheap, almost kind of like that homemade you know? feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, it still looks really good. It's kind of like really classic too. So like, I don't know. It's like it's it, she she did an awesome job with it. Is is what I'm saying? But yeah, she ba basically is that person that she is playing. Yeah, yeah. Which which then makes it um, easier to play the person, doesn't it? Because you yep. just play you play yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Which is which is when we know. I mean, not just in. Uh, MCU and Marvel movies, but in in most movies, when when the the character is close to the actor in 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 their demeanor and not necessarily look, I mean look helps, I guess, but it, they they kill it because it's just them being them, and and she's just an absolute revelation in my book. I think she's excellent, one of the one of the standout characters of this well, this whole yeah, phase. You could be old years old. Mm -hmm. How old is 19, she? Nineteen years old. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Very and you good. know what's funny is is Miss Marvel as as a character Kamala Khan. It what she came out in twenty thirteen too. Yeah, like, so, it, it was before. I think it was after that, wasn't it? Was it twenty fifteen? I think it was around that 2013, 20, in between that time thing, maybe twenty fourteen. Yeah, I think. I think that's when they. I think that's when they gave her like first few cameos and stuff yeah. like that. Was around twenty thirteen, but right. like. 
you know, like, let's be honest, like, how how often do you see, like, a comic character, like, hit the, the, the screens as quick as, as this mm. has, and in such, like, such a likable force, too. Like, this is a good show, and for it to be such a relatively new character, like, you know, like, we see, like, Harley Quinn as an example, but who just recently got a movie, but she's been a character for 30 years. That's a, you know, yeah. a character that came out, you know, like, basically in my lifetime like right you know like basically around the time i was born so it's it's that kind of idea you know like for me i think that this is a relatively new character that's hit screens and it's done a very good job february 2014 Uh, was our first solo issue right there we go yeah i would say relative you know alex i would say it is new you know 24 you know um but but as we said last week marvel has always been about representing its its readers and representing its fan base. And that's exactly what they needed to do quickly because, uh, you know, the world has changed very, very quickly in, even in the last 10 years, the world has changed quickly yep. and they needed to change quickly with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I think they've done that. And I think this is, this is excellent. I hear a lot of people whining to be totally honest, whining about how there's this sort of, Oh, why are they, you know, um, bringing in so many females or why are they bringing in so many ethnic minorities or why are they doing this? Well, because I mean, most comics were written in the 1960s when, you know, they, it was just all white mouths. Like, don't be so stupid. This is, yeah. and I tell you what, it's been absolutely brilliant watching this. And this, this girl is an absolute revelation. She's going to, she's going to change the face of the MCU. I think I really do. Um, um, some comments here. Uh, I mine is so great. I haven't enjoyed a Marvel show this much since Loki and then Roxy um, perfect casting, which I agree. You know, we thought, I thought RDJ was the perfect casting for um, Tony Stark. I think she is the, even a better casting than that. for Miss mm. Marvel. So, so a lot of people call Tony Stark, like the heart of the MCU. I actually think that she might be like the new heart of yes. the MCU moving forward. Cause she's kind of got that really like good, like she's really good at building a rapport with people. Like, you yeah. know, like, as a character, as a person, like so, yeah. and and she's just good, isn't she? Yeah. She's just good. She wants to do good. That's it. Um, yeah. Right. We're gonna wrap this up, guys. So, um, just lastly, before we go, gonna be kicking off our uh, little Thor Love and Thunder competition in the next week or so. So keep an eye out on the page for for that one. <laughs> Where, what are you laughing about? I have no idea what the competition is. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. You don't have to. Okay. Nope. Nobody does yet. Nobody Someone's like, what? what? <laughs> oh, I'm going to kick it off. Nobody knows anything about it. It's, it's my secret. Um, but no, uh, but yeah, that's going to be kicking off uh, very soon. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, real quick before we go, since uh, we will not be streaming on Sunday uh, oh, yes. because, again, I'll be on holiday. But we will be back on the 26th streaming. So, yep, perfect. All right, then, guys. Well, um, Jaren, have a lovely holiday. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you in a week and a half. All right. Take care. Guys, Alex, take care. Take care. Well done, guys. Thanks right. very much. Thank you. Why don't you tell them about the time we faced? All right. Well, as I remember, at Avenger headquarters.